Hi, it's Rebecca Whitman, your host of the Balanced, Beautiful, and Abundant Show. I'm a top-rated life coach, an international best-selling author, and a multi-passionate entrepreneur. I'm on a mission to help you go from burned out to balanced, beautiful, and abundant. The experts on this show will help you achieve work-life balance so that you can experience abundance in seven pillars of life, spirituality, health, emotions, romance, mindset, social, and financial life. When you have all seven pillars of life in alignment, you are balanced, beautiful, and abundant. Let's go. Welcome to the Balanced, Beautiful, and Abundant Show. I am your host, Rebecca Whitman. We are taking you from overworked and burned out to balanced, beautiful, and abundant. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I have a really special guest today. His name is Gary Garth. Welcome to the show, Gary. Thank you, Rebecca. Thank you so much for having me. I'm looking forward to this conversation. Me too. Gary is tuning in all the way from Medellin, Colombia, the city of eternal spring. And I just (laughs) love this global economy that we can have this conversation and do it on a worldwide platform in two different parts of the world. It's so exciting the way the world has all become as one with technology. Amen. Amen. Yeah. So let me tell my audience a little bit about your incredible background. I mean, I had to truncate this or I would have spent the whole show just talking about your bio (laughs) because it's so impressive. So Gary is an angel investor, an entrepreneur in digital marketing and tech. He's the founder and CEO of Great Dane Ventures, the accelerator platform and Elevate Media. As a sales leader, he helps high potential startups scale and be profitable. He has been featured in big publications such as Forbes, Success Magazine, and too many others here to list. He has started and exited six companies, including one of them that was rated the Inc. 500 fastest growing company four years in a row. His new book, Zero to to One Million, is endorsed by execs at top companies like Google, Amazon, and Meta, Wells Fargo, and many more, to name a few. He is the creator of my new favorite planner, which stay tuned for this whole show because there's a surprise at the end, Uh, his incredible planner, which I'm so excited to dive into goals, grit, and greatness. So Gary, how did you go from growing up in Denmark to being this best-selling author, creative or planner, angel investor, scaling and exiting six companies, living in Medellin, Colombia? Give us a little bit of your journey so we understand <laughs> where you come from. I will do. Uh, thanks for that intro. That was a very well put. I don't think I've ever heard it so eloquently before. Um, yeah, so uh, I'm originally from Denmark, uh, Europe, hence the accent, northern part of Europe with the Vikings. Uh, and uh, been entrepreneur since I was 19 years old. Uh, was fortunate to get into entrepreneurship, had a little bit of luck with that journey and in my early 20s, I was fortunate to, to have made uh, millions at that point with, with a company that blew up and uh, and learned a lot, learned a lot from those experiences, made a ton of mistakes. Uh, I was uh, about 30 years old 
had run, uh, uh, I was the managing partner and uh, running sales at uh, the leading uh, radio station in, in Europe. It's called Radio Energy. It's from France. We had the Danish division and uh, 30 years old and I kind of made a lot of money, uh, tried a lot of things, adventures, experiences, but I started to question like, what now? What's next? You know? Um, and then by sheer coincidence, I, I met this uh, consultant who uh, who once pitched me and said, like, Gary, you're very good at sales and marketing. Why don't you take your skill set to Nicaragua and uh, and target uh, United States from there? And my response was like, what the heck am I going to do in Africa? I had no idea that Nicaragua was in Central America. <laughs> but fast forward a couple of months and I had sold my apartment, all my belongings. And then when I went, went with my business partner then to, to set up uh, what then became it got to become a, a high growth agency uh, where we had thousands of clients, 300 million in managed Aspen, and we we're premium partners, Google, Microsoft. And uh, that's how we became, uh, you know, we, we were very fortunate to grow. It was basically a formula of, uh, of uh, leveraging the high volume of talented, uh, underemployed, fully bilingual folks in Nicaragua and then targeting U.S. businesses. And, and Google, Microsoft loved the concept because they were like, okay, how can we help SMBs succeed? They need a hands-on, not cookie-cutter template approach to, to digital marketing to succeed on their platform. We can do this by, by outsourcing the work to Nicaragua. So that kind of blew up and I got a lot of experiences from that. Um, and then I was in 2020, right before COVID, uh, I was fortunate to to sell my shares in that uh, in that company, and then I was like, "What next?" Right? I just turned forty years old, and uh, that's typically I've read somewhere that where well a lot of a lot of men especially start thinking like, "What am I doing? What's my purpose? Right? Uh, am I really making an impact? Is this making me happy? I'm leaving a legacy, et cetera, et cetera." So I spent almost a year, a sabbatical year, so to speak. Um, Traveling around, I went to Peru and did ayahuasca, uh, Mexico and did iboga, uh, Jamaica did psilocybin. I was like on this spiritual quest to uh, try to expand my horizon and awareness. And uh, then it, it, that led me to Medellin, Colombia, where I am now, and uh, gave me a, a, high, a whole different level of motivation and the projects that you just referred to in my intro. I launched all those projects with the with the objective of a uh, Helping, uh, you know, people, helping people grow and maximize the full potential. Uh, and also from a marketing standpoint, we cater a lot to addiction treatment centers. We have a growth accelerator solution for addiction treatment centers, mental health care providers. And that's what, where I see a big why for me is like help these, what is it? 52 million plus uh, Americans that are suffering from addictions. And it's commonly known that one out of three Americans have mental health issues these days, you know, so instead of just popping pills and living life in auto control, it's like, okay, how can I create a set of products and indirectly also help uh, these uh, great facilities out there with great intentions, maximize the occupancy rate and make sure they get a lot of patients and thereby helping uh, across all those different uh, parameters, so to speak. That's, that's a, a, a 10,000 foot overview. <laughs> yeah. So the accelerator program is to help fill beds and treatment centers and rehabs to uh, help them to get uh, inpatients, or is it also like helping them organize their technology? Yeah. So um, the, the name of the company is Elevate.io. 
Uh, and that's where we focus on addiction treatment centers. And basically, it's a three-tiered system. So uh, it was kind of a coincidence that I got into this category because I, when I when I checked out of my last company and I was fortunate to uh, cash out with some pocket change, so to speak, I was about to invest in two rehab centers, one in the Dominican, another in Canada, beautiful locations, because um, I wanted to help people. I wanted I, I I made a lot of money. I worked very closely with many top executives and saw that, you know, and we all know that, right? But as, as Tony Robbins, one of my mentors says, you know, uh, achievement without fulfillment is the ultimate failure, right? And, and I kind of saw that, you know, you can, it's all about as, as the theme of your show, right? It's all about balance. So, right. uh, so that's why I was passionate about investing into these centers. And uh, when we were doing the due diligence process, we were about to hire some marketing agencies to help us, you know, max, uh, fill our beds, et cetera. So I said, let me be part of that process, please. I've, I've done marketing for 15 plus years in digital. So I know a thing or two, I can help select the right marketing agency. So there was a lot of good ones out there, but there was, you know, some gaps in the different solution. I was concerned. Is this going to maximize, uh, you know, our occupancy rate? Can we make this work as an investor? Do I want to put my money into that? And that, that's what led me to create this, this growth accelerator. Cause I saw that, you know, it's not just marketing. It's basically three components. Well, and that's basically for any company out there, but especially, um, for, for the addiction treatment center where you cost the, the cost per click on Google costs a fortune, $50 plus easy. So it's, it's first and foremost about lead generation, right? Marketing. How do you keep that top of the funnel? How do you keep the phone ringing off the hook? Form submissions coming in, leads at a sustainable rate. But the second tier that I saw that many uh, rehabs and general businesses, they, they lack is having the right systems in place. We can give you all the leads in the world, but if you don't have a CRM properly configured, if you not have call tracking, if you not have all the metrics uh, monitored and optimized ongoing, uh, you're not going to get an ROI from that. So that's the second tier, the second product that we offer. And then the third phase, typically when we work with somebody, is then then based on on my book, the zero hundred million uh, sales blueprint. I then go in and work with the sales leadership, the sales team, and help them, you know, build out processes, scripts, uh, email sequences, and just implement all best practices so that both marketing. The tech enablement and sales all is optimized, and that's revenue optimization in the whole. I cannot wait to dive into that book. I'm so sorry. I said zero to one million and zero to a hundred million. <laughs> I yes, need it's a difference. Bigger, right? I need to yes. Tony Robbins. I had a limiting belief that it was only a million in sales. <laughs> I gotta expand my vision to a hundred million in sales. I love it. So this is called the Balance Beautiful and Abundant Show. You have been a millionaire since age 23. How, as a millionaire, have you found balance? Or has it just been lately when you went on the spiritual journey? Have you ever been burned out and then needed to find balance? How do you, how have you dealt with being such a high performer and not burning out and finding balance in your life? Yeah, great question. I think it's only just recently I, I found balance in my life, to be frank. Um the first many, many years, I, I struggled a lot. Um, it was all about performance at all costs, uh, you know, hiding all your emotions and you, you uh, do whatever it takes kind of attitude and ignore the rest. Um, and that's when you burn out. And that's, you know, unfortunately, 
There's not enough focus on that from entrepreneurship. It's very, 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 very common. And I saw that time and time again. And then I see people then that leads to addictions, right? In whichever sort it may be, uh, just escaping the reality uh, that they're faced with instead of trying to establish some he- healthy healthy habits that can uh, help you cope with all this, this stress, et cetera. So, um, yeah, so I, I've been on a wild roller coaster to, to get, put it in a nice, easy way. Uh, all the way up until I was almost 40 years old. And, and that's one of the main reasons why I I stepped out of my last company and sold my shares. I was like, I, what am I doing? I was just looking myself in the mirror and said like, okay, we have this, we're managing hundreds of millions of dollars for, for advertisers. The majority of our portfolio was lawyers, personally injured lawyers, uh, car manufacturers. I was like, what, what am I doing? I'm just helping these lawyers and tech companies, et cetera, make money. How is that making any difference? Mm-hmm. Uh, and that, that's when also that, that gave birth to the plan. I was like, you know, you really got to start with why and, and find your motivation with a purpose, right? So that then fuels, you know, your behaviors and intentions and your goal setting and daily habits, everything. But it got to start from someday. So I just, that's why I had to hit the reset button uh, because I was just living an unhealthy life and I was not fulfilled, to be frank. So that that's my... Uh, Fortunately, I, I was in a position, I was lucky, I didn't burn out, I didn't uh, hit rock button at any time, I was strong enough to keep keep moving forward, but a lot of people are not, and that's why it was a big motivation for me to both write the book, which is a personal ju- journey as well, and also will help a lot of entrepreneurs uh, not make the same mistakes, but also like how can they take the shortcuts that can take them to 100 million, uh, but also that's why I wanted to launch the planner to make sure that you don't burn out throughout that process. Is it possible to reach a hundred million in sales without burning out? In your opinion, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. I think the only way you really can reach a hundred million, in most cases, is, is if you're really passionate about it, right? So, in my case, like the the launch of Elevate.io, I wake up every single morning and say, "Yes, we're making the difference here," um, and uh, indirectly helping close the gap between the, what is it like? It's only 11% of, of all Americans that are suffering from addictions that actually get treatment. Now, there's a lot of reasons for why it's only 11%. But then on the other hand, you have all these addiction treatment centers that are not at maximum capacity. So it's like, why is that? that The math doesn't add up here. It's something wrong with the equation. And that's when I saw that, hey, if they're not if they're not positioning themselves properly, if they're not acquiring customers at profitable rates so they can scale it, then that's a leading cost for them not being at maximum capacity. So I wake up every single day and say, okay, here's something that's a hundred, a hundred million idea. Actually, it, my, my vision with this is, is a billion. Uh, yeah. <laughs> next book is going to be zero to a billion. <laughs> okay. I love it. I love it. That's so funny because my first book was called How to Make a Six Figure Income Working Part Time. And everyone's like, all I right. Saw that. We're ready for how to make a seven-figure income working part-time. So uh, same idea. Let me ask you a question. What is the addiction problem like in Europe? Is it like America where so many people are opiate addicted? No, it's 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 bad, but not to the degree of America. America is because of the, the opiate crisis, uh, which I believe is declared a, a national emergency even back in 2017 yeah. or 18, right? There's more more opiate deaths than, than, than homicides and, and car crashes, et cetera, combined, you know, it's, it's mind blowing and you don't see it in the news. Right. So us, it's a, it's a big problem compared to anywhere else almost. 
Yeah, I lost my best friend to a fentanyl overdose. And it's just, it's heartbreaking. So many people in the last five to seven years have lost a family member or a loved one due to this crisis. So I think it's so amazing that you reinvigorated yourself. You know, what happens to a lot of entrepreneurs is they just want to make a bunch of money and then they burn out and they're like, what am I doing? Like, I have all this money, but I'm not happy what is the point of sitting on a pile of money if you're not happy? You have to yeah. find purpose and meaning in your life. And it's so amazing that you found purpose in the uh, the recovery community. I think it's incredible. Uh, let's talk about this wonderful blueprint that you've created in your book. I know it's like a huge book. I don't, how many pages is it? 420 pages. Okay. Four hundred. I want to point out that if anybody chooses to pick up the book, um, it is it's structured in a fashion that you can uh, dive directly into a chapter that's more applicable for your given situation. But it covers the whole spectrum. It is a blueprint. Uh, I, there's actually several of the endorsements that they call it the sales bible, and that's yes. maybe an exaggerated statement, but it it, it caps you know it captures a little bit of like what is the ingredients because if there's any entrepreneurs listening in the show or people that striving for for six figures and going beyond that um there's a lot of great books out there right on on how to close deal how to be prospecting how to be a sales leader uh the principles of persuasion all these different elements but there's not a lot of books from my experience and i read all books there's available in the market of sales because i'm out to I, I only have a high school degree um so I, I didn't find there was one that takes you, begins with the end in mind, it starts with the whole journey and say, okay, first and foremost, let's do the proper research, strategic marketing, look at your competitors, look at the opportunity, do competitive research, find the right founding team, how to find your right partners so you don't get into an ugly divorce. All the things that I learned after I have started and, and exited six companies that I wish I could do different is in the book. And then obviously, once you launch, then how do you scale things? Having run a marketing agency where we would actually sell our marketing services to over 200 other marketing agencies in a wide label format. So they would go out and sell, you know, our, our solution. Uh, they was just marketed out three, four times. We, they would put their brand, the logo on the reports, the dashboards, all the work. I got, you know, a, a, a view directly into these marketing agencies and see what works, what doesn't work. And, you know, it's, it's common knowledge that 80% of of entrepreneur startups cease to exist within 18 months, 80%, right? 80%. Uh, 80% yeah. So you guys listening to only that? Only 4% makes it above beyond the 10 year mark. And only 10% of those 4% ever make it higher than a million dollars in annual revenue, right? So if you're looking at making seven figures, right? The statistics that you're definitely up against the wall. And that's where, where my, my book kind of uh, changes the perspective because there's a lot of great ideas and concepts and groundbreaking ideas out there. And it's very smart entrepreneurs that come with a professional background and whether they're, they're architects or they're programmers, whatever they may be, they're, they're, they're professionals in the profession, but they lack a go-to-market strategy that's effective, right? So uh, I, I always said, I'd rather have a, a, a fulfillment problem than a sales problem. If, you, if, you, if, you, if you're driving sales, if you're profitable, you know, you can pay consultants. You can find solutions for everything as long as you don't burn out the cash. There's solutions. There's people you can hire to help you. If you're about to burn out, you can hire a coach such as yourself to help you. Uh, so as long as you get sales down, 
you will be in business. And so that's a strong emphasis on everything you need to do from A to C to scale your company in a sustainable fashion. I love it. What is, uh, if somebody just wanted to read one chapter, maybe a lot of new entrepreneurs, not business owners, people that are solopreneurs, network marketers, coaches, what would be a great chapter to start with for them? Ooh, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. That's 15 chapters. It all applies to different scenarios, but like I have a chapter, uh, Chapter six is called, in God we trust, everybody else brings data. I think that's a very relevant one because the very first thing I do when I work with a business is I start asking the questions like, you know, what's your cost per lead? What's your most co- what's your most profitable advertising channel? What's your lead conversion rate? Every time the phone rings, what's the chance of them turning into a customer? What's your lifetime value versus your customer acquisition cost? Um, understanding all those metrics, you know, having that financial perspective and then being able to optimize it and allocate the right resources, hire the right marketing agency or bring in the right salesperson to scale helps a lot because a lot of people is just, they're just going off a of gut feeling, right? And they're, they're doing a lot of things, but not necessarily measuring the outcome. So I would say, start with the data. That doesn't mean that that's the formula to succeed, but at least you'll keep your eyes on the prize at all times. I love it. So let's talk about this incredible planner that I'm so excited to dive into. How do yes, I use I love it that. so many different categories? Like how how do I integrate all these aspects of my life and into this beautiful planner that I'm so excited to dive into? It was actually perfect timing. You know how I always say on the show, listeners, trust in divine timing. Well, my other planner, the last week is this week. And then starting Monday, I get to dive into this incredible planner, Goals, Grit, and Greatness, which I'm so excited. And here I get to talk to the creator of it, who's going to show me how to use it. So how do do I get the best value out of this beautiful planner? Fantastic question. So in case you haven't noticed already, in the very first page, there's a QR code. You can scan that. That goes to my YouTube channel with this instructions for each chapter with a little bit of context background. Highly recommend that. Obviously, I'm practicing. Uh, I'm, I'm preaching to the choir here. You know a lot of the best practices here. So uh, you could dive straight into it. But just in case anybody needs some additional guidance, that would be recommended along with instructions in the planner. So it comes from a mindset that I've used planners the last 15, 20 years. I would say... Even right now, if I fail to, to use my planner, I'm struggling. You know, there's so much going on. And how do I, how do I prioritize every single day? What's, what's, what actually makes it different, right? Uh, how do I make sure that I don't get burned out just by focusing on, uh, achievement and, and financial targets and, uh, the next accomplishment? How do I make sure that I stay in balance? Uh, so. The, the, it starts with you doing a self-assessment. It's a little bit like I saw uh, on, on your page, you have the seven pillars of abundance. Right. Uh, so it's, this, it's the same mindset. And I'm sure you have the same tool, the wheel of life, mm-hmm. where you go in and assess eight categories in your life. For me, you know, I, I, I did this. I don't know if you can see everybody here, but my, my doesn't necessarily look like a wheel. <laughs> Mine, right? There's a strong emphasis on, on finance, a career, and so forth, spiritual, romance. Uh, fun and recreation are all all down. So uh, when you do that assessment, before you go in and start establishing your annual goals, which is the next element, it's like truly assess where are you now? 
Right. You know, and, and understand yourself and, and, and your why, et cetera. Try to, try to dig deeper into that. So then there's also the exercises then, then translating all that into your vision board, establishing annual goals. And then there's a whole methodology that I won't say I've created myself, but I, I've, I've received coaching the last 15 years. Almost every program that exists, I would say. I spent seven, eight years with the Tony Robbins on the platinum. Uh, the platinum programs. I really liked his approach and mindset, but overall I see some common patterns and it's all about, okay, establishing these goals, but then determining in which order and which priority should they be and how do they tie up with your Mm -hmm. self-assessment. And that's sometimes difficult if if you don't have a coach to really connect the dots and identify your blind spots and so forth. But this is at least a good way to get started. So then you, after the self-assessment, after the vision board, after establishing your annual goals, then you go into a quarterly, I call it a quarterly sprint, three months, where you say, okay, here's what I'm going to accomplish. Then you go into a, a smart goal-setting methodology where you go in and break down your goals into like, uh, first and foremost, understanding why you want to accomplish, what you need to do, by which which timeline do you need to bring in additional resources in order to accomplish it. And from those quarterly targets, you then distill that into a weekly plan. So basically you start out, I recommend every Sunday evening, bake out your whole week, uh, plan it out. But in that case, we don't just do, okay, what my to-do list, the task is like, what are my top three priorities for the week? Tied up with my goals, tied up with this, not just finances and career, but it's also uh, the, the personal fulfillment, whatever, whatever moves me in that direction. Establish three priorities based on that, uh, that you then bake out and then also create work on your rituals. So I have basically like three sections where I look at. Uh, one is is uh, your personal growth, right? So you plan for that throughout the week, your, your health and nutrition. So that's factored in as well, uh, along, of course, with um, with your, prof- your professional tasks, your personal tasks, so to speak. So that you're planning all that these habits. In my case, it's like, okay, get up in the morning, meditate 10 minutes, hit the gym by 5 a.m., uh, uh, Health-wise, do 16, uh, intermittent fasting 16 hours. Professional growth, read a book every week. I, I then highlight which book I'm supposed to read that week, et cetera. So break down those habits and then keep track of it on a daily basis throughout that week along with your priorities. And that simply that's a repetitive process, right? But just, again, keeping the devil is in the details sometimes. So just keeping a laser laser sharp focus on everything helps a lot. And then you go into that three-month cycle. After three months, you go in and do a self-assessment again. Because very often you had the best intentions, you did assessment. So it's important to see how have you moved over that three-month course. So it's a six-month planner um, uh, that you basically break down into two quarters. You still establish your annual targets uh, and see how those two quarters fit into it. Um, so, um, and then uh, the, the idea is that after, after, after six months, uh, you have a life in balance uh, and abundance for that matter. That's great. Do you, you mentioned your morning ritual. Do you have an evening ritual too? Yes, I do. I, I, I struggle with it, to be frank. I'm not as good as exercising that. Uh, I'm intended to reflect on my day, 10 minutes, plan my next day, spend 10 minutes on that. Then I'm supposed to read a chapter, 30 minutes, and then meditate, and then uh, basically power down. Very often I find myself sitting in front of the computer still 11 o'clock, <laughs> forgot to meditate, <laughs> the, et cetera. And maybe I read the read, read throughout the week or I do a whole sprint and I read like half a day, one day. So the evening ritual, that's the tough one to me, to be frank. The morning ritual, that's kind of like wake up, boom, I'm on autopilot. 
and that helps you know set the stage for my day but i gotta i gotta be better at my evening ritual it's hard, evening ritual? it's hard to wind down isn't it um yeah it's, it's not too elaborate it's just um i try not to look at my phone or my email like after six and I try my best and I've, I've been doing pretty good this year not to bring my phone with me to bed so I don't look at the blue light right before I fall asleep. And I write three things that I'm grateful for in a gratitude journal for that happened that day. And uh, then actually someone who was on my podcast, uh, Napoleon, he told me to get a gratitude rock and like hold it as I fall asleep and Thank uh, God, the universe, whatever you pray to for something that happened that day. And yeah. that's that's my evening ritual. And it, nice. it, it does work. What I am uh, really lacking on after listening to you and also living with my husband, who's a pro- prolific reader, is I'm having a challenge building reading into my schedule. So how do you recommend people build reading into their schedule? How do you do it? Uh, typically, I, I read in the morning because I, I put it as you uh, as I mentioned, I put it into my evening schedule, but I just don't get it done at that point. Yeah, I end up watching television instead of when I'm falling asleep. Bad habits there, um, but <laughs> it works. Sometimes when I start reading, my mind kicks off, right? So then I don't get any sleep if I'm reading, and I read a lot of business uh, business books, self biographies, and very inspirational stuff. So then you're reading about some founders done this or somebody who turned their life around, and then you get all motivated, and you're thinking and you can't sleep. So I like to do it in the morning instead. But I would say 30 minutes, that's usually make, make you cover a chapter or two. Yeah. And that goes a long way. I, I mean, that that's not something I invented. I, I picked up on that habit after learning that, you know, Everybody from, you know, Bill Gates to um, I'm, I'm several, uh, you know, highly successful entrepreneurs, thought leaders, etc. They all read a book a, a week, even right, or, or try to go for at least an hour a day. So I said, let me just—it's a little bit like going to the gym. Just yeah. make sure you get it done every day. So I just say thirty minutes. That's uh, realistic. That's achievable. It's not something that I'm overstretching, and then I get it done. So that's. Start start smaller and then go from there. And then when you're vacationing or you have time off, then you can crush your book in a few days for that. Right? If, if you if you feel like it, once you get into the habit. Yeah, well, that's good. I'll have to incorporate that in my morning. <laughs> leaders, I know you've worked with a lot of great salespeople. What is the one thing that all successful sales leaders have in common? Sales leaders. Yes, they're great salespeople. Yeah. Um, well, so that's two things I would say. Um, okay. In my book, uh, chapter seven is called uh, Great Salespeople Are Made, Not Born. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I take that from my own experiences. I was very introverted. I was not outgoing. Uh, but I had a set of uh, characteristics, right, That or attributes that 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 made me who I am today, right? Uh, competitive, I was hungry, I was passionate. So basically, I, what I did is I after have I've hired over a thousand reps. Yet alone, my last project, we had about 60, 60 salespeople, big team at all times. So there's obviously a lot of rotation. So I saw, you know, what kind of works and what doesn't. And uh, in the in the book, I put twenty attributes that companies, entrepreneurs, uh, sales leaders, founders they should look for when hiring sales reps. Sales sales reps are, that's a tricky thing. They're freaking expensive. Once they get a little bit of success, they get cocky. They want six figures. 
impossible. And, and, you know, being successful in one job doesn't mean you're going to be successful in the other one. Right. So instead, what I try to do for is, you know, hire for attitude and attributes uh, and then train them on the skill set. So 20, 20 attributes, I won't go into all of them, but as I mentioned, you know, ha- are they passionate about certain things? Have they, have they proven themselves to go the extra mile when needed in certain areas? You know, question them in certain areas, but if you, if they've done that before, you can transfer them to sales. Now, sales leadership, that's a whole different beast. That's chapter eight in my book is called success leads clues because another common challenge for companies when they scale, actually one of the most difficult hires is to go in and hire your VP of sales. Right. Because what kind of company, a lot of, a lot of sales, a lot of founders, including myself, they take the best sales rep and promote him. Hey, great. If he knows how to sell, he can teach everybody else. <clears throat> That's not how it works. Um, so you need like this special perfect hybrid. And if you just go outside and look at other companies to ha- bring somebody in, there's a, you know, do they fit culturally? Has, is the target audience the same? You know, what kind of resources did they have in the prior, prior company? Did they have a whole operational machine, a marketing machine behind them that actually made them successful? Or are you like this smaller startup company where they will have to create the blueprint, not follow the blueprint? So there's a lot of considerations. Uh, but I would say the characteristics, which I also put in, in, in that book on sales leaders is that first and foremost, you should try to promote from within always. If you can promote from within, it creates, you know, a, a synergy, and a, an effect within your company that's hard to quantify because people believe in it. They have the respect for the person, get promoted. They have proven themselves. Obviously, there's a whole qualification criteria for that promotion process. But you're looking at things like, okay, do they lead by example? Uh, are they, I would say, are they great coaches? That's like non-negotiable. Um are they very emotional? Are they, they data-driven, numbers-focused, right? Uh, that that whole stigma of this charismatic, powerful, confident leader that knows how to do a great speech, that's actually not what transforms people into become the better version of themselves. So I would say it's a very difficult, very good question. Uh, hard to just break down into a two-minute answer. Yeah. Best thing I can do is refer to, to this answer and back to my book. <laughs> back to the book. Now, I, I could be wrong. This is probably salespeople, not leaders, because I've also been in all commission sales for 25 years. I think of great salespeople as being more emotional than analytical. And yes. maybe that's different for the VP of sales because salespeople are moving people with emotion. People 100%. buy on emotion and they justify on logic. Yes. So I think of salespeople, great salespeople as very emotional but is the VP of sales emotional or more analytical? I would say more analytical. Mm-hmm. Uh, they obviously have to understand all that. They, they have to have a certain level of emo- emotional intelligence to deal with all these different people, cross the departmental collaboration. It's a lot of different factors. But at the end of the day, they got to understand numbers, have financial acumen, and be able to orchestrate a strategy into execution. Whereas the salesperson, and I wholeheartedly agree, the most important element often forgotten nowadays. And I have a whole chapter devoted to that, which is chapter two. Uh, I got 99 problems, but sales ain't one of them. Uh, <laughs> I love that name. That's hilarious. That's where I take a breakdown. A very popular concept or commonly known, I didn't invent it, is the six principles of persuasion. So, you know, like social proof, creating a sense of urgency, scarcity, etc. cetera. Uh, I do six examples in my entrepreneurial journey where I leverage those skill sets to sell mediocre 
uh, non, you know, not the best in market products with actually great success just by playing on the emotions. Yeah. Uh, everything we do is driven from emotions. That's what creates our intent and then action, et cetera. So if you understand that as a marketer and as a salesperson, you're way ahead of the game. This is the final question. I'm a huge Tony <laughs> Robbins fan. I'm not yet to the level where I can invest in his platinum membership. So tell me from being a platinum member for many years, uh, what has been the biggest teaching that you have got from Tony Robbins that has changed your life? Wow. That's hard to say one thing. Um, I would say the biggest thing is like, you know, he has this principle of, you know, we're all driven by, by six emotions, right? Uh, certainty, uncertainty. Um, and uh, the two that, that, that moves the needle, right? That's where you find spiritual growth even, right? That you can find love and connection, et cetera. Uh, you can fulfill the, the, the six human needs, the, the four human needs one way or the other, right? Healthy or unhealthy habits for that matter. But what really makes a difference is number five and six to, to grow. And number six is to give. And that's where I, that's where everything I do now is based on that mantra that resonates so well with me because, you know, just, you know, achieving something or feeling certain in the same situation or having great variation, you're a digital nomad, you're traveling. You don't necessarily reach that fulfillment stage but when you're growing constantly when you're progressing well no matter what it is not even if you haven't achieved your goals but if you just got the excitement every morning to go and do something get it done and you're striving for that north star that does a lot and then at the same time once you're successful and have achieved something if you're able to give back and that may sound a little bit corny but for me it's actually a big thing that's why i launched the accelerator platform where I help startups, entrepreneurs, et cetera, launch, scale, and succeed. It's because it feels so damn good uh, to help others. And then you get, you know, compliment from that. You feel that you're actually making a difference one way or the other. So I would say that's my biggest learning from that program. Grow and give. Yeah, that's what I learned. I just did the first his first uh, course, Unleash the Power Within. And I was like, yeah. I've got to go from my striving for significance to contribution. So Amen. I'm the same way. Significance was number one in my my assessment when I did it. <laughs> I know. It's common for a lot, but yeah, very no, common. Do you remember all six? I'm sorry to put you on the spot. Otherwise, we can have people look them up. Certainty, uncertainty, uh, love, and connection. Uh huh. What's number four? Significance. Significance. Uh, yes, of course. That's and actually that's number three, and then number four is love and connection, and then number five is grow, and number six is give. Yeah. So and that's what I mentioned. Most people, they 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 manage to somehow fulfill all the first four by right? one way or the other. Like he, Tony Robbins put it, the significance you can have it in good ways or bad ways. You can you can live in the hood and be a, a gangster, put a gun to somebody's head, then you're immediately significant. You know, the the, the fearing that people are fearing life, but it's not necessarily making a positive impact in any way, right? So it's a lot of different ways that you can be significant, or you can attain love and connection. Or, or drive certainty and certainty in life, but giving and growing, that's going to make you that for me. And that, that, that's what I resonate so well with that. It, that helped a lot. Well, that's incredible. So, yeah. huh? Nope. Go ahead. 
you have been on such a journey from growing up in Denmark to living all over Florida, Nicaragua, now Medellin, and you have built your empire and now you're just uh, giving back and you're pulling people up the mountain with you. And I think it is so great what you're doing. And I know that my listeners are going to want to stay in touch with you and watch you as you continue on this beautiful trajectory. So how can people keep in touch with you, Gary? Yeah. Uh, follow me on Instagram. I'm Gary Goth, uh, LinkedIn, my YouTube channel, or just go to my page, GaryGoth.com. Uh, that's where I list all my different projects, the, the products that I mentioned, the book, the planex that are all listed uh, on my personal website, GaryGoth.com. And uh, on that note, uh, if, if okay with you, I wanted to uh, get your permission if I could, because I know your audience and I, I, I checked out your pages and I see the great work you're doing. And I just feel that it's such a great connection with, with your audience and, and your purpose, your vision and, and this planner. So I wanted to ask if I could give a special promotion to, to all your listeners. Oh, yeah, of course. We okay. love special so promotions. With, with that in mind. Everything we spoke about in today's The Goals, Great and Greatness Planner. Um, uh, if you go to my website, GaryGoth.com or GoalsGreatAndGreatness.com, either or you'll get redirected to that. Uh, you, If you add a planner to your card and you buy uh, buy at the coupon code BBA for Balanced, Beautiful and Abundant, right? BBA uh, and uh, you will get the planner for free. Uh, and there's a $15 shipping and handling fee. It normally sells for $50 or $60, uh, but you can get it for $15. It's the best $15 you'll spend for a six-month program that if you just apply some of the concepts, it will transform your life, that I can guarantee. Wow, that is such a generous gift. So if you are listening to this, make sure you go grab this. This is a a $50 to $60 planner, and it is worth every dime. I have spent a lot of money on planners and organization tools and journals and diaries, and literally this planner is everything you need to live that balanced, beautiful, and abundant life. So thank you so much for such a generous gift and for being such a wonderful guest on the Balanced, Beautiful, and Abundant show. This was fun. I would happy to join any other time you invite me. Thank you so much for having me. You are so welcome. Thank you, everyone, for listening to the Balanced, Beautiful, and Abundant show. I'm your host, Rebecca Whitman. We are taking you from overworked, stressed out, burned out to balanced, beautiful, and abundant. If you listened to this and you loved it, go ahead and take a screenshot. Tag me or Gary on Instagram. We will happily reshare. And if you're listening on Apple or Spotify, if you could give this show a five-star review, it would just mean the world to me. And go ahead and share the link with a friend or family member that needs motivation, needs organization, needs sales tips, needs some advice on how not to burn out. We really appreciate this just grassroots sharing process that is making the show grow so quickly. Thanks again, everyone, for listening. We'll see you next week with another incredible guest. And until we meet again, keep your vibe high and your hands clean. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Balance, Beautiful, and Abundant show. If you are looking to recalibrate these seven pillars of abundance in your life, 
I encourage you to go to my link tree in the show notes and sign up for the 777 challenge. It's seven pillars of abundance in seven days for $7. You are worth $7, aren't you? It's a great way to learn about these pillars and see how we can get you back in alignment. I also want you to consider this amazing liquid collagen. I have been drinking it now for two and a half years. It has changed everything. My hair, my skin, my nails. People say I'm glowing. I'm getting rid of the fine lines. My muscles are getting stronger. My body's getting leaner. Make sure you go to the link tree and check out this amazing liquid collagen. We have two formulas that we recommend. One is for anti-aging. One is for fat loss. And there's a $10 off promo code for you in my link tree. And finally, if you want to up-level your finances this year, then you will not want to miss my Manifest Money March free Zoom class. It's on March 26th at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern. It is going to rock your world. We're going to show you five things that you can do to start making a six-figure side hustle. Let's do this. Go to the link in my bio. Get in on all this good stuff. If you have any questions about any of this, the best way to reach me is through sending me a DM on Instagram and make sure you're following me there. And until we meet again, my friends, I will see you on another episode of the Balanced, Beautiful, and Abundant Show. And we're taking you from burned out to balance, beautiful, and abundant. Thank you for your support, and we'll see you soon.